This episode was recorded on November 15th, 2020. Hello, welcome to the comic panel. I'm Taylon. I'm Cody. I'm Jacob. And I'm Shawenta. Previously on the comic panel. We the, can't the get Wonder Twins powers. Just the Wonder Twins. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, one one can just turn into animals. The other one can oh, take any form of water. <laughs> the water. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Salt <laughs> water, fresh water, tap water, or ice, or snow, or oh, okay. you know, gotcha. gas, etc. <laughs> Now, <laughs> so so uh, next chapter, he I guess he goes to his. So this is what I don't understand. It looks like he visits his childhood home, but I can't tell if he's like revisiting a memory or yeah, he's, it's, yeah it's so a memory. The, I'm pretty sure it's a memory. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a memory too. And I, this is where, like, I, I got confused with the, like, bedroom scene, mm. where I was like, oh, okay, so, like, he can, like, kind of, like, ghost time travel, right? Like, oh, he's yeah. just, like, looking back on these these memories, but, like, mm. in real life. And mm-hmm. then I was like, oh, no, never mind, never mind, that's not how this works. I do um, think it was yeah. kind of weird that um, in this memory, we get, like, a kind of um, hint at, like, where the plutonium like symbol came from and it's just like the piece of glass that was in the door at his home like there's no significance to it it's just like oh, yeah. i thought that shape was pretty cool so i just had that was going to be my symbol what which i don't understand because i've never seen a door window like that like that ha- I don't it's, think it's almost like it's almost but, like there has to be something behind that no, I don't. I don't think so. I think it's just like, yeah, I, th- I think that shape is pretty cool. I guess, mm. like, it wasn't yeah. like the shape that was on the pod that he came to Earth in. It's not mm. like Homelander's got like yeah. We don't even know like, big American. It's just like yeah. it's a pretty yeah. cool shape. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can you well, imagine a superhero well, with I mean, the American flag like as a symbol? Yeah. Well, I mean, also, so it it specifically represents one of his first traumatic experiences, though. They, the subtext is that he kills his uh, foster mom. Oh! Yeah, yeah, he gets oh. upset at the, his bike and he throws it. And I did not catch that. Throws it a little too hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, even even before that, though, I think they're trying to hint at the fact that he keeps getting passed around to different foster homes despite the fact that he seems like a really great kid Mm -hmm. who shouldn't be too much trouble but he keeps getting given back yeah which is Mm -hmm. actually like a sign of like psychopaths like they can like bluff their way through uh, conversations with authority so like the people who go to check in on foster families Mm -hmm. but like in regular day-to-day conversations where there's not like an obvious goal like they fall apart. Okay. But 
I, I mean, I think they're trying, I think they mostly try to say, push it off as being, of course, his powers in this case. Because, you mm-hmm. know, he over, he's just, they don't know how to deal with a kid who can overhear everything. Like, somehow he just knows too much always. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, so then we flash to um, the base where uh, all the superheroes are, and they're where all the Modus robots. Which, honestly, like, they, they did not really set up well what they were doing. Like, they just up and left. And so... You're you're not gonna try to investigate what are they doing? You're just gonna destroy them? I I had to me I was like, I'm not sure what they're doing. They just seem to be not doing what they're supposed to. If you create a robot like that and you're like, well, I'm gonna train it to think like the worst person we've ever faced, wouldn't you just like <laughs> have tracking on them or like a button that self-destructs all of them? Like they're but just then, robots. Yeah. And and that's exactly what um, they asked Cubit. He's like, "Oh, I thought it was cool to make robots like a superman." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "This is just a storage room. What could they possibly find in here?" I don't even get. Yeah, I never get what they were actually up to. the The only thing that we got was that um, they turned on the beacon that the plutonium could hear. And so he's rushing over to the base. Oh, oh! And well, so, they went. Mm-hmm. They went into um, Sam's stuff, Sam's mm-hmm. old stuff. And one of yeah. the things Sam had was this little SOS thing. Right. So mm-hmm. once it's pushed, plutonium can zone in on it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then uh, Carrie's like, "Hey, and we know he's coming here. We also know where he's not." Hey, and so. They're like, yeah. all right, let's go to the secret base. Which, yeah, the, see, that was the thing where I was like, huh, so were, was the Modius robots just trying to kill um, kill the team via Plutonian Man? <laughs> or were, were they still trying to, like, help out and be all like, aha, we know how to get him away from the base so they can go. Like, I'm hmm. I, unclear I what their motivation is. We don't know anything I, about Modius, I, so... Yeah, I think yeah. once they discover Modius or whatever's happened to Modius, I think it might point to, like... Because at that moment, the robots all synced up and figured out that question, where would Modius be? Mm-hmm. And so, in so I guess you can assume that they have achieved peak Modius thinking, <laughs> so suddenly they're going to carry out whatever Modius was up to at that point. That's what I thought. And uh, so Carrie stays behind while the mm-hmm. others uh, go to the base. And then he's yeah, like... he tells them, I can buy time. I'm expendable because I don't have my powers. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and then uh, when Plutonian shows up, he just turns on the TV and there's a bunch of um, people talking about uh, a plague. Well, Car- Carrie's the one who turns it on. Yeah. Plutonium comes in and is ready to take Carrie out, and Carrie switches on all the TVs to this news mm-hmm. news from the past. Mm-hmm. Then we so then we go to uh, Plutonium's base, and it's in a volcano. 
and they're just walking around. They got a Modius robot's head, and they're just walking around like, all right, where are we going? And they come across something <laughs> horrible. And then we don't see what that horrible thing is before we go back to Carrie and Plutonian, and he's and they're talking about uh, this plague that um, is virus-like plague. Extra, they assume it's extraterrestrial and liquefies the skin and muscles, animates the skeleton, spreading like wildfire, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's only in children. Adults right. don't get it. And so Plutonian and Cubid come up with a way to uh, fix the or to counteract the virus and so they set up little I don't know rel- artifacts. I don't know what you would call them. Tongs? Or is that what the, yeah, the yeah, idea is supposed to be for? Kind of. Yeah, they, like were kind, a, they didn't realize how it was being passed around. They didn't get how yeah. it was spreading, like, airborne or whatever. And then, right. what was it? Plutonium was like, I can hear it. So mm-hmm. then they figure out a way to reverse that by figuring out the frequency, right? Right. It, mm-hmm. So, okay. Okay, yeah. so this is really cool. I think. So, they're like, it's a virus, and it travels on the screams of the living. Now, I was like, wait, so you're telling me a zombie virus spreading through sonic waves. That's that's pretty cool. I want to see more of that. <laughs> that that's very unique. Yeah, I mean, it, it is pretty unique. It's a little bit comic book-y, like, where it's <laughs> like, that doesn't really make any sense. <laughs> like, yeah. even it's if we're talking about infrasound, you know, it's like... Uh, yeah, no, you couldn't possibly, like, make all of that stuff happen, but, you yeah. know, it's all right. It- the <laughs> fact that it's pulverizing the soft tissue of these children to make them into skeletons, but their eyes are still there and sort of, like, <laughs> stumbling around as skeletons. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, so, but right. the actual thing was that it's an actual life form that, that is not just, you know, that, that's infecting the children, not just a virus. Right, yeah, it's it's living sound waves, I guess you could say. So I mm-hmm. guess like whatever that means, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. And then we find out that the thing that the group in the secret base find is like basically he recreated like a little daycare with the, the bodies of like the dead children that uh that died in the virus. Talking about uh, creepy. Yeah, I didn't realize that immediately because it was like, you know, that's the end of that chapter. And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, so they're just like, this is just still more of the memory. You know, they are, they came upon this daycare while they were in the town. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh. (laughs) I thought they found Modius and he was like in this horrible state. So um, then the next chapter, uh, Carrie is saying, you know, um, he's like, I figured it out because I found in the wreckage of uh, a science building. Or like yeah, it was so a wreckage the or something. Point, the, the point zero where the plague had started right. and they okay. were helping uh, Plutonium clean it up, Carrie mm-hmm. and his brother. Yeah. And he found a device that was all broken up. You know, found in the rubble, and he didn't realize until 
the Modius robots turned on the beacon that it was a beacon to summon plutonium. Yeah, this is same same as the one that Sam had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we go to uh, the secret base in a volcano, and they're they're at this nursery, and they're like, "Why in the world would he do this?" And then they get attacked by Encanta. Uh, yes. Yeah. Encantra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, and then there's this one where she, where Beth's like, "All right, we need to get out of here." There's this door. It's like a whole mural. The room is of debt, and she's like, "There's statues. Yeah, of Beth. never there's mind. Posters of her in intimate situations. Yeah, uh, it's a little bit. It's a museum for her. What? Do, do you know? I think that that happened in Smallville." But okay, sort of. Did that? Sort of. It was more. It, it wasn't a mural. So Lex Luthor had a room where it was all pictures of like Clark, and he was like, oh, I was well, trying to figure I mean, out. I was trying to figure out like his secret. Too. Yeah. Yeah, it was all pictures of Clark, and he was trying to figure out. He was like, "There's something off with Clark." And I don't know what it is, but I I can figure it out. And then Clark finds it, I, and he's like, "This is so. This is such an invasion. Like, what? What are you doing? Okay. Yeah. No. I don't like this. I do like that you're drawing parallels in, between this and this. <laughs> and <that. laughs> yeah. Like even something we read. Um, Gotham High had this. Remember, uh, not Joker oh. had that creepy shrine of mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Selena, and it's yep. like, oh man, mm-hmm. this is so romantic. It's like, oh, that's not quite the right response. (laughs) I love when they give that to characters, so the characters are just obsessed. You're like, ooh, something's wrong here. Yeah, it is really easy shorthand to be like, weird obsession. I do think it's a little bit... It's a little bit underwhelming that he kept all of his obsession to this one room. Like, I would think that there would be statues of her everywhere. (laughs) The fact that she's able well, to I mean, just, he... like, shut the door and be like, dead end, and, like, they don't have to fight it. Well, I think he's he's most obsess- or, uh, obsessed with himself, and then, you know, secondarily obsessed with her. But, yeah, I don't know. He's obsessed with her only because it's he surrounds that with the idea of him. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, we even see that when they discuss Sam later. That's true. So, um, basically, like, you know, uh, after that, we cut back to um, Carrie and Plutonian. And, uh, you know, Plutonian tries to give his side of the story about the virus. We we didn't Um, actually finish the Encantra part. Oh, oh, right, right, right. We got to the room. So, you know... Betty, like, opens the room, sees all these things, like, devoted to her in her image. They're very intimate, and she's just like, mm, let's not go in there. And they're able to take down um, Encantra. Mostly, I think Caden summons a spirit that helps mm-hmm. out with that. And when they... Uh, Gilga... I just want to call him Gilgamesh. Yeah, Gilga, whatever his name Gilgamoss, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, takes down uh, Encantra from behind. He's holding her, and she's 
kind of... She's suffering PTSD from whatever uh, plutonium put her through. And they also notice the fact that she's dressed up as (laughs) Betty. (laughs) Except for the hair. She's not wearing a wig. But other than that, she's exactly like Betty. And freaking... Betty is just, like, at every turn, like, trying to avoid getting into what's going on. <laughs> like, even Gilgamesh can't, like, ignore this. And he's like, why are you dressed like my wife? And Betty's just like, uh, look away, do not engage. Yeah. And then we go back to Plutonium trying to give his side of the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, hmm. I guess I. Which is that you got cyberbullied. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Then. Uh. Basically, when he tried, like, so there. It's been mentioned in the book a couple of times that there was a big alien invasion that kind of changed things, and but the superheroes won, and then. Uh scientists were all like okay we have you have this alien technology you should give it over because you know maybe we could do something cool with it and like both him and cupid are like uh no you don't even you would just like cause more destruction and then so like you know it took like you know lots and lots of people were all like you know you're being so like i don't know not good to the people of earth by you know, not giving up this technology that could save people. Um, especially this one man in particular was, like, a, a big critic about it. Um, and, like, they kind of decided as a group that just to, like, keep ignoring him. But then one night he visits the guy and he's all like, here, I'll give you this one thing to, like, you know, try and try and play with a little bit to see if you can do something good and you know he does the like lie detector read heartbeat thing to see to make sure that he's like you know really has good intentions he's not just like some up-and-coming super villain or something mad scientist type i mean that is the problem isn't it you know just because you have good intentions doesn't always lead to good results yeah there's a line in there that i think really speaks to um, Plutonian's character where it's like Carrie asks him the Plutonian reads blogs and then Plutonian's like the Plutonian Carrie promised to pay attention to everyone and it's like and then Carrie just gives him like, a <laughs> deadpan look and it's like are you serious? Are you? But then you see him in front of like the screens. He has that dude, like all the dudes, different <clears throat> interviews and whatever, talking about how, oh man, it's so cruel of them and like selfish of them not to give us some of this technology. And I feel like it plays into the whole idea again that the whole part of his personality that becomes obsessed. Not necessarily mm-hmm. in the same way as Betty, but like mm-hmm. once he's thinking about it, he can't seem to like drop it. Yeah, or when he does drop it, he throws it. Yeah, he drop kicks it. <laughs> yeah, so he gives him the, the he gives him the beacon. He's like, "All right, um, when you find something, let me know." Or if you're, 
Oh, I should say for this scene, I really do like the fact that as he's talking to this guy, you can constantly see that he's listening to other conversations. He can't stop hearing stuff happening around him. So he just hears mm. people talking about like nothing. Like it's not even important stuff, but he just hears it in his background noise. Mm. Yeah. And so then um, the Plutonian's like, all right, all right, Carrie, you could have had a pleasant life with your brother gone. You know, that was a good thing that happened. Because now you have no powers, so all right. But you know you're gonna die now. Yeah, you're you're not. You know, do you know how grateful I would be to be in that position? Kind mm-hmm. of idea. He doesn't say it, but I think you know he's trying to imply. You know, you could have had a normal life. I could never have a normal life. Right. So it cuts to Caden and Plutonian saving some dude's boat from thugs, and he's like, "You shot up my boat, or there are bullets in my boat. Fix it." And he's like, I'm not a carpenter. What? He's like, use your wood vision. And then Caden's like, Well, no, K- K- that's that, that's yeah. a joke. Yeah, Caden <laughs> makes a joke. She's like, Ugh, you know, he it, <laughs> we saved him, and now he expects us to do more. He's like, oh, it would you. just take you two seconds. She's like, Oh yeah, have plutonium use his wood vision, and she like turns <laughs> away, but <laughs> he can't let it go. Yeah, he yells at the dude. He like, attacks the dude. He yells, he yells at the dude and flies away. Give me one moment of peace. Oh, okay. And yeah, so, he sits up on the moon. That's when the, the iconic shot breaks out. Yeah, because he, he goes somewhere where he can finally get silence. You know, he mm-hmm. doesn't hear anything on Earth anymore. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's right. The moment that the scientist clicks the, the SOS signal, but mm-hmm. it's too late. He died. We see some kids who are already skeletonized. And man, the greatest bounce back ever. Or deceit, I guess. I don't know. But Carrie's like, hey, actually, Plutonian, I have powers. My brother never he had says, any. I have a secret, too. <laughs> My brother was just siphoning off of me. Now I have full power? Oh yeah, it's on. <laughs> He's really strong, mm-hmm. which I find interesting. Yeah. Because the fact that, I mean, I guess it makes sense he was giving like half his power to his brother. Mm-hmm. And so his brother had half that power, which probably also was like a lesser version of the half of the power that you would get mm-hmm. and trying to use someone else's power. Yeah. So I guess no, like them working together, people are like, oh yeah, it makes sense. They they're kind of good, but the fact that him with all his power is like able to take on plutonium is really mm-hmm. interesting. I think. I don't know. At some point, they had to put in something that would like harm the plutonium for this to be like a I don't know a reasonable book. It's like I because you're not gonna like debate him into saying it's like you guys were right. I shouldn't have you know, killed all those cities. <laughs> Take me in. It's not that, like, that's not gonna happen. Yeah, there's, he doesn't <laughs> feel any consequences for this, like, at the moment. And so, I, yeah. I should oh. say, yeah, I, I do think that, oh, the fact that Carrie's stronger than Plutonium, I, I don't know, he doesn't seem like he's being very nice. I mean, <laughs> I don't think he should be nice to Plutonium. <laughs> I was but, gonna like, say, <laughs> I think he's 
he's getting a little bit in over his head, and he's he's having a little too much fun. And yeah, even yeah. when he talks to the rest, I was a little worried about that because like he brings them in their fight to Sky City, and he's like, "Oh yeah. man, all these people loved you. Why you know why'd you have to go and like ruin everything? It's like did some five year old put you off or something? It's like what was the final I, straw? I was waiting for that moment where he messed up and Plutonian just killed him. I, I was waiting for that moment. I was like, that's about to happen. I don't know. The, the thing is, but I feel like too, it's he almost was like, like created a, like this is made a worse villain. <laughs> I, I don't know. He hasn't shown that yet, but it feels like hints of that a little bit. Yeah, He's out of control too. Yeah, I can see that. Oh yeah, did you you already went past the part where he was like, oh, oh. no, never mind. So so we're back at the secret base that the Plutonian had, and Gilgamesh is like, why does uh, Encanto looks like my wife? And I think that was probably the first. Is that the first time they actually said that they were married? I don't know. No, like, yeah, they had it. Very well, they had it like earlier. I think. Just once they said, like, oh, her husband or something. Gotcha. Okay, and then I don't get what happened. I don't know what happened in this transaction at all. Because it looked like Bet was loading a gun to shoot Gilgamos. Yes. I think she was. <laughs> like, and then everybody else just walks in. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And then also. Gilgamos or Encanta. I. I would have probably Encanto, but if I had to guess, but it could have been either. Gotcha. And also, it looked like Gilgamos was about to do something to Encanta that is that you did not do. I that last pose right before I, everybody I mean, came, came in. I was like, "That's a weird way to hold her." He just looks like he's about to rip her in two. Then why is she like leading into him like that? I don't. I mean, his wife is right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pointing a gun at them. <laughs> yeah, he's a little too like busy interrogating her because I think he's sort of coming to the conclusion that Carrie brought up earlier. Yeah, but wait, no, but he's like, was he the best you ever had? To Encanta, I thought. Or yeah, no, no, he he goes he goes. You know, did he call out your name or? hers and he goes and then he's like it's almost like he's talking to his wife so mm. yeah do you satisfy his needs yeah so it's, it and was like, was he the best you ever had was he like taking so out he, his frustrations on her kind of thing he's unable to confront his wife about this so he's confronting mm. the other lady that is dressed like his wife gotcha. <laughs> pulling a plutonium Gotcha. But yeah, so the other the other heroes show up and they're like, it's not here. You know, I don't know what, what happened. I, was it coded properly? I thought it was coded properly. You know, maybe we missed something. But he was like, wait, no. No, the, the Modis robot's pointed here, so it must mean he's here somewhere. Oh, and then he points but at he says, Encanto saying. He says, I'm her. overlooking something in this situation. And he goes, oh, her. Which, I don't know. Harry died, Tobias time, following Modius. Yeah, he just says overlooking, and then it's, it's her. And I'm like, what? what? 
Oh yeah, I didn't really catch that. I had my own theory about what the deal with Modius was, and now I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. is it her? Like, how? Is it, like, <laughs> his daughter or something? Or... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That would be interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then uh, we... Oh. No, go ahead. Alright. And then, and then we go back to Carrie um, beating up on Plutonian, and, and he's like, why'd you do it? And then Plutonian's like, because he was never supposed to know. And so what happens is that he goes over to visit uh, Sam... What is it? Samar... Samsara. Samson? Just Sam. Sam Sara. There we go. Yeah. He goes to visit Sam. And Sam's like, I know who I know what happened to the with the plague. You were involved. Well he he asks Plutonium, you know, tell me that they're wrong. Mm-hmm. And tell me the truth. Yeah. And then he's like, What? No, no, I wasn't involved. And he's like just lied. Didn't know you could lie. And then that's when Plutonian loses it and then goes to the people who told Sam, Sam about it. Yeah, and, the researchers at Sky City brought it up with mm-hmm. Sam because, of course, they were too scared to bring it up with Plutonium yeah. that they kind of knew. Mm-hmm. Which and Plutonium, of course, goes straight to them to right. berserk on them. And this is the this is what leads me to believe that Sam and Plutonian were actually partners rather than just like some people that they they knew because he was like he was the one person who believed in me and you took it away and so and so to me it's like you don't get that kind of attachment unless you spend some time with this guy. Well, yeah, uh, I, I mean, mean they it's... definitely were partners. They just weren't like equals, you know. I yeah. think that's what we were getting at earlier. Yeah, I think okay. like uh, Plutonian's relationship is him is with Sam is purely based on how much Sam likes Plutonian, and that's why Plutonian likes to be around Sam because Sam hmm. likes him. So he, he literally says, um, "You know, like, he looked up. He looks up to me. You know, no yeah. one trusted me like he did, mm-hmm. and no one now no one will ever look up to me again." So he's not even not even just worried that Sam won't look up to him anymore. He's worried that nobody else will either because he needs that so badly. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you look at me as some kind of time bomb. Is that what you want me to be? And he destroys the entire building. And he's like, fine. And, and I'm like, I, I don't know if that's like a good enough reason. Like that seems kind of... No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's like... He, really, that, that's where you want to go with. But, like, with the kind of person that Plutonian seems to be, it was always going to be something. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, like he says, he was a time bomb. It was a matter of time. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, wait, yeah, so... But Plutonian does get the upper hand a second, and then Carrie gets distracted with when the rest of the heroes come back. And that's when the Plutonian flies away. <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, he won't be coming back anytime soon. He, he's going to lick his wounds, like I'm just that great. Yeah, he says. Know. He you know, gets now that of I'm calling the shots. 
Mm-hmm. But I mean, not for no reason that he gets full yeah. himself. Like he's the only one who's been able to like put a dent in Plutonian for yeah. as far as we know ever, other than uh, Modius. So like, he should be feeling a little big. Mm-hmm. But he is revel- He is uh, reveling in the fact that he's in charge now because he's the strongest. A little too much. Yeah. Like all it took was my brother to die. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but his his plan worked like pretty much flawlessly, and it was at the point where, like, it seemed like his lowest, and it didn't seem like anybody else was really trying to help him. They were just kind of like, "Oh man, sucks that he lost his powers. He really could have used them." Mm-hmm. But <laughs> yeah, and then where Plutonian went to go lick his wounds was like Samsara's. Uh, grave six feet under, yeah. which is kind of yeah. wild. Yeah, he bore a hole into the ground and he's Talk, next to his casket. Talk about an obsession, man. It's, yeah, yeah kind of wild. He, yeah, he's just obsessed with how people see him, and so he's obsessed with this image that he has of them. As they look up to it, it's so weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I still think the weirdest obsession is with him and Bet. I'm like that. That's it's weird. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's definitely bizarre. Well, <laughs> the fact that, yeah, he's like. Well, I mean, obviously, Bet doesn't seem interested in leaving her husband or confronting that this is happening at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what what does he say to her then? He's like, you betrayed me or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. he knew she was married. Right. But, but yeah, does that mean she it, promised something to him? Yeah. And it is, like, basically a pattern, though, of, like, you know, everybody that he... He will, he will go the length, even to the point of obsession, towards people... Um, as long as they, you know, kind of obsess over him equally, you know, so it's like, but, you know, even to the point where it's like, you know, his like weird fetish is that like, uh, Bet has to like, you know, say, save me, you know, that's the kind of like, you know, how far it has to go. And, like, you know, it even goes to, like, you know, the event with Singapore. You know, he wanted the Singapore, like, you know, representative to be all, like, you know, to really feel that Plutonian man could be, like, their savior and to really worship him and not be Mm -hmm. afraid of him. Yeah. And it was, like, when he didn't get that, it was all, like, okay, well, you're gone now. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, I was also going to say a major theme that kind of struck out to me about this book, too, was kind of like, even though, like, you know, generally it's, like, considered a Spider-Man thing, but it's also kind of associated with superheroes in general, the idea of, like, with great power comes great responsibility is, like, kind of tackled here, where it's, like, it seems like they're trying to say maybe like just because people have great power does not mean that they have the inherent responsibility to use it because some people just like you know are not in the headspace to be in that job mm-hmm. yeah. cuz it's a lot of pressure I definitely, yeah i definitely saw 
saw him as like um, that pressure was building on him. Yeah, but I mean, I to don't me, know, but I also oh. I, I I look at that as like I I I get it, like because I think as humans, I think that that look to a god and like solve our problems, and then when they don't solve our problems, like. Forget you. I don't know. He kind of like bought into his own press a little bit because, like, when he handed over like the technology and like what the thing was like to start to break him with the Jackson Plague, like he kind of went uh, on his own and like gave him something that only he could respond to. But it's like he's not the only superhero. He may be the only one who's like that powerful, but like mm-hmm. he could have gotten other people to help him. Like, and he like, says to him, like, don't go telling everybody that I did this or else they'll think that if they badmouth me, they can get anything they want from me. Mm-hmm. And so it is very much he's centering it around him. Mm-hmm. What do we think of the book? Yeah, overall, overall book was pretty good. I like that it had like a very easily uh, not likable antagonist. Mm-hmm. like some books have to go like a pretty long way to be like this is the bad guy and here's why but this one's like yeah villain established in the first couple pages and it's like alright this is a real bad guy mm-hmm. and even though like he thinks he's right he's obviously wrong so I like that yeah that's a good point that was good but overall like story wise I was just kind of like so so which we kind of like you know dove into pretty hard throughout the episode where it was like certain things just didn't make sense and certain things were okay yeah as far as art goes I didn't really have that much like I don't have that much like it's not bad art but it's like it's kind of generic and like even down to like character designs like I can't really name like anybody's costume or it's like I forget who the quote is attributed to, but like somebody said that like good character design is when you see the silhouette of a character and you know all you need to about that character. And there's mm-hmm. nobody in this book who looks like that. Yeah. Like you could put them up and I wouldn't be able to tell you anything about them except mm-hmm. that one's a girl, that one's a guy, yeah. and that's it. The fact that like if Caden didn't have her white hair now, I probably would have i like when he was obsessed with the one lady wearing a wig to be with the other guy and pretend to be bet i like didn't know who bet was so i was like flipping through all the pages like okay it's not his girlfriend okay wait is it kaden oh wait kaden's hair is white now but her hair used to be black and so i was like flipping like uh that i i reading the first chapter first issue um I really, really like the premise. I really love villains like this. And uh, the obsession part, I was a little bit like, ooh, that's creepy. Mm-hmm. Especially since it's centered around a woman. Um, but I do like the fact that it's just kind of part of him. Like I said, like even when the scientist is like writing blog posts, like plutonium sucks. And he's just like, can't <laughs> stop thinking about it. Like his obsessive behavior is coming through even then. I do like that consistency a lot. Like you said, I think if they didn't make Plutonium the way he is, I probably wouldn't have liked it as much. So, a good villain, I guess. 
I yeah, I don't really feel any allegiance to any of the other characters. I do like I guess Carrie did like shoot up in like <laughs> awesomeness throughout the story. I really do like the fact that like oh, it's just two twins again. You know, you can't really tell the difference between them. They're just always what two parts of a whole mm-hmm. and then losing one. I always love when stories do that. Mm-hmm. Um and then the fact that he triumphs over plutonium and also seems to be getting a little bit of a head trip on his power. Like, <laughs> everything's going to be fine now that I'm in charge. Right, guys? And they're both mm-hmm. like, they like the two, what is it, Cubits and I can't remember the other guy, look at each other like, oh, we didn't decide this, but I guess it's fine. <laughs> like, yeah, I love this problem that that spells. Oh yeah. No, I mean, nobody else's plan has really gone that well, so maybe it's time <laughs> for somebody else to step up. But you just know it's not going to be perfect. Yeah. I yeah. love that. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I cannot wait for two crazy power-hungry people. Not even power-hungry. <laughs> they have the power, which is mm-hmm. the problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, maybe we just change one tyrant for a different one who we also can't mm-hmm. fight. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Uh, yeah, so that did saved you get... it in the end too. I'm saying. I was just saying it saved it in the end. Like I really yeah. like the premise. A lot of the middle part there I was like, uh, yeah, I guess I don't care about mm-hmm. these people. I don't know who they are. And then coming in with Carrie at the end, I'm like, yes, two yeah. villains. <laughs> <laughs> did you get what I was asking like like a week ago about the bowl cut? Which character? Uh, oh. I, w- I was thinking of Bet when I was asking about Oh, uh, I did not pick it's up on it because I had not started. I don't think that's... I thought it was a bob at first. I guess in later panels, it seems to get shorter. Mm. Yeah, I don't know yeah. enough about hair, but, but I don't... Yeah, I don't think it's a bowl cut, but I also don't know about hair. So I don't think it's a bowl cut. I wouldn't necessarily say... Like, there were some pictures of a bowl cut that I was like, okay, that's her hair style. But I saw... I, I was going to say, I do not like her design at all. <laughs> She's like a woman who walked out of fashion magazine from decades ago. <laughs> yeah. What's her power? What's her power? You know, they didn't really She's establish got that cool it. Gun. <laughs> yeah, she, shoot, she shoots magic bullets that, like, kind of, oh, yeah. like, maybe disintegrate <laughs> things. I don't know. <laughs> they do something. We don't I know should what... hope they disintegrate something. <laughs> uh, Gosh, I'm like really just, I really want to know what she was doing <laughs> with the bullet. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it we... might honestly be like shooting, um, oh, what's his name? Oh, Gilgamos? what's his name? That guy. Gilgamos? Uh... Yeah, that guy. Yeah, it could have been shooting him, because like he seemed to be asking a lot of questions. But then like, I don't know how she would have explained that to like all the other heroes. Like, ah, she took my gun from me, <clears throat> or well, I mean, if it just I disintegrates, then like you know, she I had shot him by accident. Or yeah, mm. just shoot them both if she had the time. <laughs> yeah, that could be. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, like, and I just gosh. barely escaped. Sure sucks that I killed the other two people in this room. <laughs> yeah. Good thing there's nobody to corroborate my story. 
<sighs> yeah. So yeah. Um, so how do you say it? This book got me at page two. <laughs> like when I saw that there, when I saw that dude running to get his wife, just like, oh my gosh, we need to get out of here. I was like, all right, all right. I like where this is going. I, and, and I liked at the moment the dude was like, don't kill my daughter. You know, she's mm-hmm. a human being or whatever. And mm-hmm. he's like, she's just a bag of atoms. I don't care. Right. Yeah. He he killed them real quick. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And and then it was kind of like issue two where I was like, eh. And then I think issue three is when it started to pick up. Again, I was like, I was like with that creepy thing. I was like, oh. Also, I like how it kind of you know the the title of the book fits. He's definitely irredeemable <laughs> yeah and yeah i was like i was like really glad because i just chose this book out of the randomly basically like i was just like good books about villains and this popped up and i was like okay <laughs> i like how open we are about the lack of research we do it's like how did i choose this book well i googled book about theme and yeah that's how we got it yeah <laughs> I actually put thought into my choices, okay? <laughs> yeah. Anyway though. Um yeah, it was it had its it definitely had its good moments and its not so good moments, but overall it was an it was an alright read. Um yeah, probably I mean, not so captivating that I'm like I need to read the next volume, but it's alright. What it's what would you bad. rank this in terms of uh, your favorite Mark Wade comic? Um, I can't really remember all the Mark Wade comics I've read exactly. Mm-hmm. I'd say that this is probably like towards like middle or bottom. I really enjoyed Champions, okay. which I think he wrote the original run on. Um. Mm. But I can't remember the other stuff that I've read of his. Like, I know I have, but off the top of my head, I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't remember. Oh, he did okay. Kingdom Come. At least he Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... no, he, 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 wrote, he wrote all of Kingdom Come. Yeah, you're right. That was good, too. Yeah, because you asked that question, and I'm like, oh my goodness, what did Mark Wade even write? <laughs> yeah, um, I like it less than Kingdom Come, but I'll say... More than other things that he's done, like the new Flash stuff, I don't really care for. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. So, middle of the road, 5 out of 10. Pretty mm. good. Oh, okay. Yeah. This has been the comic panel. I'm Taylon. I'm Cody. I'm Jacob. And I'm Shawenta. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. You can catch us on Mondays, 5 to 7 p.m. on KSUA 91.5 FM, The People's Radio. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel at The Comic Panel, It's Comic Time. Or you can follow us on Instagram at The underscore comic underscore panel. Or like our Facebook page at It's Comic Time. Have a great rest of your day.